0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour two. Greetings, conversationalists. It's Eric Erickson here. I hope you're having a fantastic day and you got blue skies wherever you are. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, you know, I've been, had so much I've wanted to talk about today. I, I admit I forgot to actually look at the call screening program. Sorry if you've been waiting for me. Feel bad now, but I've had a lot to say after yesterday. I have to spend so much time on the stinking indictment. Uh, I, I lost ground on other stuff, um, so just just um, be patient. Be patient. I will get to you in just a minute before the segment's over. I promise those of you on hold. But I do need to talk about this before we get to anything else, President biden has announced he is now going to go to hawaii he will go on monday while he is at lake tahoe he will hop across to hawaii and and then head back to lake tahoe i get the concern about not wanting to be in the way i do get the concern I just would note that uh, when Republican presidents in the past have said the same thing, the media has eaten them alive, that, well, there's a way for you to go and and not get in the way, and you should do it. Uh, The president still maintains at some point soon he will go to East Palestine, Ohio, and he never actually has gone. What I'm finding and noticing in the coverage of this story about Hawaii is how climate change is like the greatest excuse for everything. Climate change is the excuse for why the fires happened in Hawaii. Never mind the patterns of arson, man-made fires, and power lines sparking in high winds. Never mind all that. It's climate change. And by saying climate change caused the fires, the left is excusing the government for its own incompetence and culpability in what went on, including the refusal to fire up the fire warning sirens in the middle of the night and all the other problems with the government and the problems with the rescue, the problems with the people stranded on the beach and stuck in the water, the problems with the aftermath and getting there and helping people off. It's all climate change. It excuses the government. Climate change is also the excuse for everything when it comes to government policies to be implemented now. Oh, well, we've got to take away your gas stove and make you pay for more expensive options because of climate change. We've got to take away your fossil fuel burning car and put you in a battery-powered car that doesn't get you as far and cost twice as much because of climate change. We've got to get rid of your water heater because of climate change. We've got to reduce the pressure in your shower because of climate change. We've got to give you a worse dishwasher because of climate change. We've got to do all of these things because of climate change. We've got to subsidize major new industries because of climate change. Pay no attention to the pollution caused by solar panels or the manufacture and disposal of wind turbines. Well, they're not climate change. That's other pollution. So we'll deal with the other pollution later. Right now, we've got to deal with climate change. It's the greatest excuse of all time. It is the dog ate my homework excuse for the left. You can apply it to everything. Murders on the rise, well, it's climate change. Homelessness on the rise It's climate change. We've got an overrun border full of people trying to cross into this country. It's climate change. Syphilis on the rise. Well, it's climate change. Everything is climate change. It is the excuse. It is the excuse for so much of what's happening in the country and the world. It is... So, in the medieval period, No, 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 it. let's go to ancient times. Let's let's get in the way back machine. Let's go all the way to ancient times. Why did the Narcissus flower grow on the side of the brooks and the creeks and the streams of Greece? Well, Narcissus was a prince who was so fixated on himself and in love with himself and infatuated by his own reflection that he sat one day staring at himself in the water and he never moved. And the gods decided to turn him into the flower. That's why the Narcissus is on the riverbank. Why does the sun cross the sky in the day and the moon cross the sky at night? Well, Apollo and Artemis are twin children of Zeus. And Apollo is the sun guide who drove a chariot across the sky at the day. And his sister Artemis drove the moon across the sky at night. Get to the medieval period. Why are bad things happening? God is punishing us. Even now you hear Christians say this. Why, why did the hurricane hit or the earthquake hit? It's God. It's all God. It's not a natural phenomenon. It's certainly not climate change. But climate change operates the same way for the left. Why did the hurricane come? Climate change. Why is the heat wave here? Climate change. Never mind the volcano. By the way, you know that liberal fact checker, she wrote her piece. She actually has scientists say, yes, the volcano causes the heat wave we think but it's too soon to know therefore i'm wrong she actually has climate scientists say yeah the volcano is probably the proximate cause of the current heat wave but it's too soon to tell therefore i'm wrong in telling people that it's the volcano it is the volcano but why blame the volcano when we can blame climate change? Climate change is the excuse for everything, the excuse for every public policy, the excuse for every bad thing to happen on the planet. I mean, literally, the left blames climate change for racial disparities, for racial violence, for for non-racial violence, for mass migration of people to the American border, for terrorism, uh, you name it, it's all climate change. The, the, the fighting in Syria, it's climate change. The coup in Niger, it's climate change. Everything is about climate change. Climate change is the ultimate excuse. It's the excuse for enacting public policies. It's the excuse for bad things. And what happens with the excuse-making for the bad things is the government gets to not to be culpable for its own incompetence. The government gets to excuse itself and say, it's not me. It's not my policies. It's climate change. But only the Democrats could do that because the right is climate skeptical. So the right can't blame climate change, but it gives the left an excuse when every bad thing happens on their side and it's government incompetence and it's government bureaucrats messing things up. No, no, no. It's not the incompetence. It's the climate change. That's what's happening. It is the ultimate excuse making to avoid having to deal with government culpability. In Hawaii, the government has bungled the rescue effort. The government bungled the sirens. The government bungled dealing with the power company to turn power off during the high winds, thus provoking sparks. The government has failed to prosecute the arsonists, failed to thoroughly investigate arsonists, failed to actually deal with with land management issues to avoid wildfires like this. The government policies itself have exacerbated problems in this area that led to a fire that has killed over 100 people. And the left is like, no, it's climate change. climate change. The government might not have been able to stop this fire, but through better land management practices, maybe it could have. Last year, there was a series of arson attacks in the same area. It's been documented. It's in the news. There are many news articles about the the various arson attempts and and arson hits last year. Uh, They weren't aggressively prosecuted or hunted down. Maybe they came back. No, no, it's climate change. The fires are breaking out and people are fleeing. Some people are sleeping and the sirens don't go off. The government didn't fire up the sirens, but I guess that's climate change too. There was a hurricane provoking high winds in an area prone at this time of year for wildfires. The power company should have cut power to the lines, even though it would have caused blackouts in key parts of the area. It would have kept those lines from sparking and the lines from snapping as trees fell in the high winds caused by the hurricane force winds. But the power company didn't do that. And what a lot of people suspect happened, I don't know whether it's true or not, but what a lot of people suspect happened is that the sparks from the fraying power lines and the stress on the lines caused the fires that were then fanned by the hurricane winds and whipped into a frenzy. But maybe it was climate change instead. It's harder and harder to get the government to take responsibility and to do the right thing when the government can just wave it all away with climate change, and then enact policies that don't actually help people, just drive up people's costs, make their life more burdensome, costly, and inconvenient, when the government can say, well, they have to do it for climate change. Getting rid of gas appliances, gas lines, and gas stoves isn't going to help people. It's actually going to hurt people in the wintertime. It's going to make it harder, more expensive to heat homes. Probably more people are going to die. More people die every year because of the cold than the heat anyway. And now you're going to make homes colder and drive up costs for the poor, the elderly, those on fixed incomes to be able to heat their homes as opposed to just using gas. But it's climate change. It's okay. And you need to die anyway because you emit carbon with your exhaling. It's the perfect excuse making climate change. Perfect excuse. Blame everything on climate change. Use it as an excuse to implement all of your radical progressive policies. And, you know, I mean, we've got to to educate our kids on the gender unicorn and get boys to become girls and girls to become boys and sterilize themselves because the fewer people there are, well, it's climate change. It's all part of climate change. It's all part of the agenda. It is a cult-like response. It is a religious response in the same way the ancient Greeks blamed the gods for everything. And in the Middle Ages, and even today, some Christians blame God for everything. Yeah, there's a theological point, but we're not going to get there. The left blames climate change for everything and then uses climate change as its excuse to enact radical policies across cultural and economic fronts because, well, we got to do something to save Mother Earth. Forget the humans. It's climate change. Now, as promised, Adam, I'm going to go to you before commercial break. Welcome to the show. How are you?
1: I'm well, thank you, sir. What's going on? So I'm a 37-year-old a retired Marine Purple Heart recipient. I live in the mountains of South Carolina. And well, I'm God bless you Erickson for your Jersey. service. I have, I have an amazing house. I have five kids. My wife's a pharmacist. We both do well. But with the inflation in the last three years, it's, uh, you know, my food bill's over 2000 a month. I mean, I, I think we're going to be okay, but I wonder how middle-class Americans are going to make it. So the Richmond North of Richmond song to me and my friends that I served with and my civilian friends is more of just a culmination of the frustration of a broken system between the left and the right that don't seem to reform anything, and it just seems hopelessly corrupt. I mean, mm-hmm. they spent 8 to $14 trillion giving backdoor money to corporations with crony capitalism, and we're left with inflation. So on top of my 28 to 38% taxes, federal, on top of my state, on top of everything else, you wonder why there's a collapsing birth rate I mean, I'm the only one that I know from everyone I grew up with that has more than two children. People in their late 30s are having their first and second kid. And pretty much this entire system is built like a Ponzi scheme where you need rapid growth of the population to cover the cost of the expenses of the welfare state for the next coming generation. So I think the gentleman that made that song is covering the frustrations of a generation of people that don't have a lot of opportunity. And that's not because the American dream is dead. It's because... People like BlackRock and Vanguard controlled 85% of the S&P 500, and they forced DEI scores on every corporation. It's almost like this forced compliance where there's just such a lack of freedom in the environment. How am I going to start a business when I have to hire five people to be compliance officers for a lawnmower lawnmower business? I mean, it's it's just a million things of frustration uh, culminating in the South. Every time we have a reset of a recession or a depression, the people lose more land and the one percent not to hate the rich, they buy up everything and then that's unobtainable to us in future generations. Mm-hmm. My grandfather had a turkey farm, he got married at eighteen in northern Wisconsin, bought a three hundred acre farm and had a turkey farm when he was eighteen years old. Wow. No none of none of us can do that now. Yeah, you're so, right. You know, to, me, to me and my friends, it's you know, I fought a twenty year war for no purpose. And I don't want my children to have to do it, crippling debt, massive inflation, and government corruption on the left and right. So to us, it's just a ballot about the frustrations of how the elite kind of get away with everything and force compliance on the rest of us and how we just want to live in peace.
0: Yeah, look, uh, and also, you know, I mean, it's it's climate changes is, is why this is <laughs> why it's that way. Um, that's very well said. And you're absolutely right. And there is and I, this is what frustrates me about so many partisans on, on my side is that they're not willing to recognize that. It's not just the establishment Republicans who play this game as well. There are a lot of Republicans, a lot of people in, in the grift economy on the right now who prey on the fears of the elderly and, and uh, the, the politically informed and, and make money off of them. They don't actually try to do anything because they make money when the grievances stay and fester. And there's got to be reform. It, it's, it's one reason I have thought personally— and uh, that uh, just take DeSantis for for just a moment here. This dude would be the poorest man to become president in a very long time. It, it just seems like his campaign should be tweaking his message to say, you know, I'm not one of these rich men. North of Richmond never have been. I actually am of the middle class, and 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 I get that people on the right and the left, on the Republican side, Democratic side, cash in on a system that they structure to reward their friends and punish their enemies. Uh, There are so many people being left behind on both sides. The cynicism is growing. Um, Now, I've run long, and i got to go to break, but Adam, that is so well said. Uh, I appreciate it and, and marvel at you, you and your wife, your wife, a pharmacist. You all have five kids. God bless you. Um, If nothing else, if your kids keep it up, you will outpopulate the people on the left, ruin everything. Did you know China has made it a priority to teach students financial literacy starting in preschool? Financial literacy isn't taught in our elementary schools, and parents lack the resources to teach it at home. American kids are yet again being left behind. Now there's a great way for parents and grandparents to help the kids they love learn about finance, thanks to The Sensibles and at bcs-kids.com. The Sensibles are a team of animated superheroes who help kids age 6 to 12 develop smart money habits in a fun way. bcs-kids.com was created to channel this multimedia resource to kids everywhere. Buy a subscription for your loved ones, and each month they'll get a Sensibles kit in the mail with an entertaining DVD, comic book, and activities. Digital subscriptions are also available. They'll also get access to an interactive website with a library of lessons, fun activities, and more. Want 20% off the monthly subscription costs? Visit at bcs-kids.com, enter the promo code ERIC, my name, E-R-I-C-K. It's the sensible thing to do. Subscribe today at bcs-kids.com. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. I-, I would like for just a moment to remark on American culture. There's a piece in the New York Times. Not so fast, Americans. Ice coffee and flip-flops as Europe broils. Europe, too, is in this volcano-induced heat wave that no one wants to talk about being related to the volcano because it's climate change, the perfect excuse for everything. But Americans going to Europe are discovering that European culture is inferior to our own. They do not put ice in drinks, nor do they give you free refills. So all these Americans are going to Europe, and they want... Uh, ice in their drinks, and they're not, and oh, they're afraid of looking like tourists and asking for ice, they should ask for ice and tell them we're Americans. We're superior to you. We would like ice in our drinks so that our drinks can be cold. Uh, you Europeans are the dumb ones. I mean, honestly, you go it's the craziest thing, the anti-ice culture in Europe. Now, usually that's because Europe is colder in the wintertime, but they're in the middle of a of a heat wave. They don't even want air conditioners in their houses that uh, they won't upgrade we have a vastly superior culture and we shouldn't have to apologize for it europeans learn how to use ice and like it now i got to tell you about swiss america cuz you got a great opportunity to get a uh, walking liberty half dollar because they're awesome they're beautiful i've got one so swiss america sent me my walking liberty half dollar and you can get some i'm ordering some for my kids they're only $13.50 each delivered only 250 coins per customer. I mean, these things are silver coins minted by the U.S. Mint. I've got it. You can get it, too. All you have to do is call 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com Eric. If you mention me... Uh, when you call or text 800-289-2646 or go to SwissAmerica.com, you too can get the Walking Liberty Half Dollar. It's a great entrance into using precious metals as part of your portfolio or as great gifts for your kids or grandkids. $13.50, you can't beat the price. or SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Message and data rates may apply. I am a small businessman. The company that I run for my radio show, it's a small business. I've got employees. I don't have HR. You may be in that situation and you may really need HR. Well, You may want to talk to Bambi. When running a business, your employees can create all sorts of interesting situations and they could get you in trouble. What happens when two employees are squabbling? One of them smells bad all the time. What do you do? How do you navigate the rules? With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. Onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Let Bambi handle your employees for you. Their HR autopilot automates important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Listen, you want US based HR managers who give you experience, expertise, a personal touch you need to make it seem like they're a part of your team. They could cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now, type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help you, it'll help your company grow, it'll help you keep peace of mind. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, bam, B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, type in Eric Erickson. Hello there, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425 should you wish to be on the program. More than happy to have you. We got plenty of other stuff we got to talk about, including right now, got to talk about Target. Well, business in general. Let let me me back up from here. There's a, a phrase now that has been circulating more and more on the right. You've heard people say it, go woke, go broke. And this is happening now to Target. Target reports its first quarterly sales drop in six years after its Pride Month disaster. That's the headline from the New York Post. Target said its quarterly sales fell for the first time in six years, a result of customers' negative reaction to its spring Pride clothing collection that featured tuck-friendly swimwear and LGBTQ-friendly gear for infants and children. The CFO, Michael Philick, Address Target's disastrous rainbow-clad collection in an earning call saying, traffic and top-line trends were affected by the reaction to our pride assortment. Sales at stores and digital channels open for at least a year were off 5.4% from a year earlier. Digital sales slipped 10.5%. Fidelik said on the call that the retailer couldn't quantify the impact of the Pride collection alone uh, that it had on comparable sales. Brian Cornell, whose target CEO, chimed in adding the impact of inflation contributed to the quarter's loss. Foot traffic has recovered after July. Customers who purchase food and other essentials uh, rather than spending on apparel and impulse purchases, Target's revenue for the three-month period was $24.8 billion, 4.9% lower than this time last year and worse than the company's predictions. For those of you who do not recall the controversy, Target enlisted a company that makes satanic-friendly uh, clothing, Satan-praising clothing, to also make part of their pride collection, and people reacted badly to that. I wonder why. Anheuser-Busch is now conceding sales of Bud Light are probably not going to recover. Probably not. I want to step back for just a moment uh, and a larger issue here. A lot of people's jobs were negatively impacted by what Anheuser-Busch did with Bud Light. I know some of the uh, distributors. So Anheuser-Busch doesn't distribute beer directly. It relies on distributors and those distributors are in many cases, mom and pop multi-generational family owned businesses that chose to partner with Anheuser-Busch to distribute their products in different states. I know um, the the Anheuser Busch distributor, uh, the family, and the CEO uh, Eagle Rock up in Atlanta. Good, good people, wonderful human beings. I know the the family here in Middle Georgia. I've gotten to know that now that the dad, who I've known, and, and uh, my law firm did work with him when I was a lawyer. His son's now in charge. Good guy, um, runs it in Middle Georgia. Do you know what their employees have suffered? What their companies have suffered? Layoffs at some. I I, I do not know the owner of one, but I've had these two guys separately tell me about another distributorship uh, that fell on hard financial times and had to lay off some employees because people stopped drinking Bud Light. I've had stories from distributors tell me that their employees driving trucks, people tried to run them off the road, people vandalized their vehicles, they had to uh, spend money to rebrand their beer distribution trucks to something other than Bud Light? This is Anheuser-Busch's fault. It's not the consumer's fault. Now, it's the consumer's fault for acting badly and harassing beer distributors who are just doing their job and trying to run people off the road and vandalizing things. It's those people's fault. People aren't right in the head. we got a spiritual problem in this country overall. But anheuser Bush did this and has lacked the humility to say how wrong they were. anheuser Bush, the arrogance of the CEO to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm wink, wink. The Trumps are friends of mine. Don Trump Jr. Coming out and defending him. I was a CIA guy. I'm an elitist who lives in New York. Don't hold it against me and my employees. Y'all made the decision. And you ruined a number of small businesses across the country, and you have failed to exercise any humility. And again, this goes back to something I said in the first hour with the elite in this country. It used to be that the elite in this country were elite because they did good things for others, and they succeeded and rose through the ranks in this country. And the elite today are the inherited generational wealth of their predecessors who do, did, did good things and the trust fund kids of today who consider themselves the elite with their Harvard degrees. They don't do anything good for anyone else. They're self-absorbed, selfish narcissists who believe that their worldview and their values should predominate everyone, and they're in your face about it, and you're a bigot if you disagree with them. And when they screw up, they lack the humility to admit it. It's your fault, not their fault. The amount of disdain at the corporate level for its customers that anheuser books. Bush must have is overwhelming. And same with Target. Do you not know who your customers are? And this is part of the problem with corporate America. They themselves are all liberal. They surround themselves with people from the Ivy League who themselves are liberal. Not a one of them has darkened the door of a Bible-believing church. At best, they go to an Episcopal church. No offense, Episcopalians, but you know exactly what I mean. They don't care about you. They don't care about your values. And many of them have hired chief diversity officers who are even more liberal than the CEOs, who pushed the bounds of common sense. And Americans, not just conservatives, Americans have finally had enough of it. If conservatives all boycotted Bud Light, if Americans if conservatives all boycotted Bud Light, it wouldn't have had the impact that it had that. Americans boycotted Bud Light. There's a restaurant I like to go to, one of my favorite restaurants. They've always kept Bud Light. They switched to Miller Light. They didn't have any customers. They've always had customers come in. They have a lot of a big craft beer selection. And they always kept Bud Light because you'll occasionally get the person in who just wants a a beer that tastes like beer, except Budweiser's, Bud Light's kind of gross. They switched to Miller Light. Like, we got to have a light beer. There's some people who don't want the, the fancy pineapple, fruity-flavored beers and sours, so we'll have something. And, well, people stopped asking for Bud Light. It used to be every day there would be at least one person asking for a Bud Light. Nobody does anymore. They got rid of it. Golf course I'm a, mem- a member at, they've gotten rid of Bud Light. i have always had Bud Light. They got rid of it. None of the members want it anymore. I have never seen a brand set itself on fire like Bud Light. And then along comes Target and says, hold my beer. And decides to get a company that produces Satan positive clothing to do their pride stuff and rearrange their displays in their store. So they're up front and in your face in middle America suburbia where people go to church on Sundays and take it kind of seriously. And you're the bigot, you're the hateful person if you had a problem with it. Now, you know, there's Harry's razors. I've used Harry's razors even after they stopped doing business with me because I was a conservative. They used to do radio ad campaigns and conservative radio. They slowly stopped. I was one of the last and finally progressives complained about me and they ditched me. I still use the razors. They're cheaper than some of the other ones. And I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, and I just – I finally was like, I'm, I'm done with you people too. I saw that CEO the other day that, well, you know, we do end campaigns with, with trans men and, and showing a, a, a pregnant a pregnant man shaving we just think is just a – it's just a, it's a milestone for America sort of nonsense. They didn't actually say that, but that was their point. I mean they're, they're doing uh, branding campaigns with, with women who have beards. The bearded lady used to be something you put in the circus for people to see, and now you put them on the cover of an ad campaign for a razor company, and they wonder why people are like, I'm kind of done with you pushing this madness. The bearded lady is supposed to be the circus freak, not actually on the cover of your ad campaign. But now you're a bigot if you say that, even though it's true, and you all know it, and the public is reacting accordingly. And having Dylan Mulvaney, a dude who thinks he's a woman... Partner with Bud Light because some pretentious liberal from the Upper East Side in Manhattan decided that's the ad campaign for our our brand and spreading it out and all that. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Genuinely ridiculous. You go woke, you go broke. Americans have had enough of this crap. Some businesses can do it. Some can. Some can get away with it. They are overwhelmingly catering to progressives. Some can't. Harry's razors may be able to get away with it, given that, that they're, they've sold out now to a big bigger company that'll subsidize them. But a lot of companies can't. There's a, a friend of mine, Bethany, who uh, buys traditional-looking dresses from a small clothing manufacturer. And the small clothing manufacturer that makes dresses for traditional people, keep in mind that that's the target demo, is people who want a traditional look for their dresses and skirts. And this this clothing manufacturer hired a dude to model the dresses. And when people complained on this company's social media account, that dude who dressed in the dresses went on the account and started attacking the women who felt disparaged and maligned. And now, of course, the business is off and lost business and is apologizing and begging to get people back. And they don't really mean the apology. And you know they don't really mean the apology because they dug in their heels and said, screw you bigots, until their business got impacted. They're like, "Oh, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. Come back. Come back. Why would you? It's the same thing with Bud Light, and that's the problem. And you know, the fix is actually really easy. The fix is that, the CEO of Anheuser-Busch comes out and says, you know what? We screwed up. We disrespected our core customers. We disrespected them. We decided that, that we knew better than them, and we decided to brand our beer in a way that does not actually reflect the values of our customers, and we are very sorry, and we won't do it again. And their business won't completely recover, but it would recover some. But they can't and they won't do that because they are the elite. And the elite of today, unlike the elite of yesteryears, are largely inherited. They're not actually there because of their merit. And they have no humility to say they ever got it wrong. They would rather go out of business than admit they got it wrong. And in the case of Bud Light, they might as well just memory hold the brand for a few years and then trot it back out with a Real Men of Genius campaign and try to relaunch it then because the brand damage done by their arrogance is going to go down in textbooks and something they study, uh, in advertising agencies and marketing uh, classes and schools where you get your MBA, because what a disaster, they disrespected their audience, accused them of bigotry. And the problem is that those arrogant elite at Anheuser-Busch cost a whole lot of people, their jobs and other companies. And they don't care about it because they sleep well at night knowing, by God, we're progressive and we made America progress. No, you didn't. You just put people on the unemployment line and stop people drinking your beer. But anything to tell themselves to sleep well at night. Now, I got to tell you about the Eden Pure thunderstorm. Uh, We we get emails on this sometimes because people go to EdenPure.com and they don't understand what's going on, that they can't figure out um, that's the wrong website. It's EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPure.com is the website for the company, but the actual site where you get the great deal on three EdenPure Thunderstorms is EdenPureDeals.com. And when you go to that website on the very front page, you are greeted with a discount code box and you put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K, and you get three of them for less than $200. You save $200, you get free shipping, EdenPureDeals.com. They are an air purifier, so they get rid of the dust and the pollen in the air, but where they really shine is odor elimination, pet odors, litter box odors, smoke odors, musty odors, cooking odors, dead animal in the wall odors, you name it, you plug up the Eatin' Pure Thunderstorm in the wall, or with a USB cord and a USB outlet, and it just works it eliminates those odors it works i've got a friend who bought several of them they bought a house where the prior owner smoked in the house and they've used the eden pure to freshen the air in the house they just work edenpuredeals.com the discount code eric e r i c k you get 3 for less than $200 you're saving $200 you get free shipping edenpuredeals.com hello there welcome it is Eric Erickson here across the nation adam in uh, the Carolinas, who called earlier, uh, Marine Purple Heart, wife's pharmacist, five kids, I hope you're listening to me right now. I hope you're still tuned in because someone sent me something I want to share with all of you, and it's just so perfect, and Adam, I think it would resonate with you. Somebody sent me this. They said they saw it circulated on Facebook about the – Real Men North, or the the Rich Men North of Richmond song, Uh, this, this is what it says. Notice how the same people sneering at rich men north of Richmond are the same ones begging you to pay off their college debt. Yes, that is it exactly. The progressive elite who think you should pay for their law degrees are sneering at the song Rich Men North of Richmond. I don't think progressives care, let alone understand why it rubs so many the wrong way to pay off their college loans. The majority of people in this country do not have a college degree, and of those who do, the majority have done the hard work to pay off their loans, but this group of progressive activists demand that the rest of us pay off their student loans? when they got crap degrees in victimization studies and puppetry arts, so they can't get a real job, and it's our fault, not their fault. Live with life's consequences. So many people, and by the way, this is a problem for a lot of people in the right too these days that define themselves as victims, and and it's the man, the man is out to get them. I think I've told you all the story before. When my very first criminal defendant was a guy who said a, a, a man planted crack cocaine in his car. And the man looked like me. And so I went to the judge at, at uh, the, the calendar call, and I said, Judge, I think my client needs a, uh, a mental health exam. And she says, Why? I said, Because he says a man planted crack cocaine in his car. That's his defense. He, it wasn't his. A man did it. And when I asked him who the man looked like, he says that the man looks like me. And she shooed me aside and made the guy stand up. And she says, Sir, do you mean a man or the man? And he says, The man. I mean, it says it like that, the man. And the judge looks at me and says, Mr. Erickson, your client's not crazy. He's a racist. He thinks the white man planted the cocaine in his car. This <laughs> is a wake-up call for me. I'm just young, naive kid. He wanted to blame the man for his cocaine. He wound up pleading guilty. People want to blame everybody else for their own bad decisions, including progressives who think you and I need to bail out their student loans.